0: Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondrick.
1: Here they are now.
0: Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football on 101.7 FM, Ready Free Hillsdale. My name is Evan Mick. And I'm
1: Alex Jones. Just kidding, I'm Gabriel Vondrek.
0: And today we're doing our week five recap and then our week six predictions. So new formatting for the recap, we're not going to go game by game. We decided It's boring. That was, that, was, that was boring. It's a little stale. It is. So we decided we're just going to go and figure it out as we, you know, kinda we're going to talk talk things. Just talk it over. Talk things. We are going to start with the Commanders-Bears, though. It's the circle of life. You would. The Bears beat the Commanders, the Commanders beat the Broncos, and the Broncos beat the Bears. Who's going to get the first overall
1: pick? We the, don't know. The Panthers. Well, probably. The, They're also defeated. Who else hasn't won a game? They're
0: the only team that's 0-5 currently. Yeah.
1: And who has their pick? The Bears. Chicago Bears. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the Bears are to something. Good job,
0: Bears! You did the first good thing you've done all year by something. getting the Panthers pick.
1: But even but if Justin Fields keeps playing well, then they're not going to take a quarterback. You draft Marvin Harrison at one one, and then you could probably trade that pick and just stockpile even more picks. Hey, or you, you take you somebody could, else. You can
0: trade back to like the third pick, get a first yeah. round pick next year, and still get Marvin Harrison. I, yeah,
1: I don't even know enough. I haven't paid as close enough attention to college football to know who the big. Prospects are outside of like the quarterbacks. I know yeah. who the quarterbacks the, are the only person
0: that I really know is Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. because he's he the is, best receiver he is, in college. He's really good. Well, back to the NFL because that's what we really care about. That's what we know. Jags Bills. I think that the Jaguars have a clear advantage playing in London. Oh, I think big time! The Bills traveling late really hurt.
1: They they were there for a whole week. You get to play a game. You get to go. You know, you're there early. You play a game. You stay the whole week. I mean, at that point, you're pretty much totally acclimated. I would say. So, yeah, they they obviously had a big advantage in that department. And then, you know, when the Bills lose... So, yeah, I mean, the Bills come out, they look flat. They have a lot of bad penalties. The penalties kind of, you know, kept up throughout the game. But you lose Matt Milano on defense, and, well, you know, hopefully that injury is not serious. Um, if it is, that could be really it, bad. It, he's for, out for the season. He's out for the season? He's out for the season. Yeah, he's Oof, done. That's re- that's really tough. Yeah,
0: they're all pro linebacker. Really, That really hurts.
1: Because he was having a great year. He looked great. Yeah, that is tough because they really struggled, especially against the run in the second half. That was, I mean, they just couldn't stop the Jagu- Jaguars yeah. running the football. Late and they could
0: they couldn't run the ball themselves. I mean, the QB runs were yeah. okay. Josh Allen was fine, but yeah. James Cook had negative four yards on five carries. They had twenty nine total rushing yards, including Josh Allen's to the Jags one hundred ninety six yards.
1: Yeah, big uh, big day for Travis Etienne. Yeah,
0: they also had one hundred nine yards in penalties, like you said. Yeah. Uh, the Bills created some pressure on Lawrence but they couldn't stop BTN rushing or receiving. He was just too quick for them. Uh, he they let him fall forward all day. Losing Matt Milano did not help though. I mean the Bills like defensive line plays super super aggressive. So the way that they do is that they will open up holes but they'll get like TFLs and sacks. Mm-hmm. But when you have a guy like Matt Milano playing back there, he, he, makes
1: he makes up for that aggressiveness. Yeah, he 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 cleans up, you know, when when holes get opened up. You know, I was I'm less worried about the loss for the Bills. You know, I, I kinda put that more on the London thing, but losing Matt Milano is is really gonna be tough to overcome for them going forward. I, I still think they'll be one of the best teams in the AFC, but that is that is a big, big loss.
0: Yeah, we talked about this. It's a game we weren't super confident in just because if the Jags won, it was gonna be a huge London thing, a super advantage. But losing Matt Milano is obviously huge. I still think the offensive play calling needs to be better. But I do have a new kind of like theory in my mind that they're saving Josh Allen's legs for the playoffs that they don't want him to get hurt so they're not running QB power like they did in the previous years yeah it's,
1: it's definitely not worth it to be running him in yeah, week because they can win week five they'll make
0: the playoffs anyways
1: yeah yeah Ravens Pittsburgh
0: I see why Lamar Jackson throws the ball to Mark Andrews so much we found out why <laughs> everybody else game. everybody else drops the ball everybody else
1: either drops the ball or falls down Yeah, this was such a weird game it was kind of classic Steelers Ravens um it really though it is one of those games I felt like the Ravens gave it away uh, I'll give a lot of credit to the Steelers defense that is they have an excellent defense especially those two pass rushers T.J. Watt and, and Highsmith they're they make it tough for anybody um
0: but you can't drop passes
1: yeah exactly the the Ravens you know they, they scored a quick 10 points but yeah you know Bateman dropped an easy touchdown Aguilar dropped in a touchdown, you know, easy over-the-shoulder pass. I remember one uh later in the game that Zay Flowers fell down that if he caught it, there was a good chance he could have scored on. So it was a really tough game for Lamar Jackson in in that regard. And then the one one big mistake he made was was the interception in the end zone late in the game that gave the Steelers the ball back, and then they end up driving down the field and, and getting the touchdown to George Pickens. But the Steelers' offense is still not very good. They oh. didn't they didn't do much in this game. There are a lot of you know, weird some weird turnovers, special teams plays, very physical, but I mean, yeah, just just classic Ravens Steelers goes down to the wire, and and you know defense yeah. defense wins the game.
0: The Steelers have the least creative offense in the league. I watched three receivers run straight downfield in the pass play, no cuts, no nothing, just hit the seam. It, it's yeah, if you can. It,
1: it seemed like they're yeah they're. Their best passing play right now is is the George Pickens either back, shoulder, back shoulder or just fade. go. It's like, yeah, if, if George Pickens is one-on-one, we're just going to throw a back shoulder. Which
0: Kenny Pickett did say he's going to do that, and I don't hate that strategy. No, I mean, Pick- Pickens is good. But I mean, none of your other receivers are making any cuts. Yeah. It looks like just playground offense.
1: Yeah, the, the Steelers are carried by that defense. And it I think it's good enough, to, you know to keep them in play in the AFC.
0: Yeah. The Steelers have such little faith in their offense that they took three QB kneels in a row to leave the forty nine or to leave the Ravens with 49 seconds left so that they well, could drive down and get a chance. Well
1: there was um they kind of screwed that up. They they got a penalty on fourth down when they kneeled, they got a illegal formation penalty. So that's why the clock stopped running. Well yeah so it would have taken it down to, to nine like seconds. ten yeah. seconds, but because of the penalty they messed that up. And then they had to kick a field they kicked a field goal to make it seven to ten. So I mean, bad clock management. Titans at Colts,
0: the Colts offensive scheme is absolutely amazing. It does not matter who's a quarterback. These are both mid lower tier starting quarterbacks. And Anthony Richardson's super talented, but he's a rookie. He's still like a mid low tier. He's great for a rookie, but he's still a rookie and he's still not that all pro caliber player. Mm-hmm. It's the offensive scheme is what looks best to me. Both of the quarterbacks combined threw for a seventy-seven percent completion percentage. Zach Moss played the game of his career, fighting for that. Of course, running back. He, of course he did. Fighting I, for I was, that running back. I one said spot. to sit him
1: in fantasy, so of course he had the best game of his career.
0: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna lose that running back one spot to so Jonathan Taylor next game, anyways.
1: Well, we'll see, you know it, it it takes running backs a while to get back in the swing of things. so Zach Moss will still get you know probably a, a little bit of a little bit of the workload there. I think you have more faith
0: on. in him than I do.
1: Well, he proved me wrong, so that's true. I gotta have some. I, I would I would say, and we've said it on this show multiple times now that and yeah now Anthony Richardson looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks with a shoulder sprain that he, he just really needs to protect himself with the, more than he is right now. He can't keep lowering the shoulder like he's playing in college. It's just not guys. Guys are too big, too strong, too fast. Your body can't take those kind of hits. And and yeah they you know took he's, he already has a concussion. And yeah, now it looks like a bad AC joint sprain in his shoulder. We'll see how long he's out. But yeah. I hope hope he learns his lesson and the way they call plays for him, um, protect him a little bit better. Yeah,
0: I mean they gotta start they gotta start sliding. He's gotta start yeah. getting down. Yeah. Protecting himself a little better. I mean, I know it's a competitive game. You don't want to slide, but sometimes you yeah. just have to.
1: Yeah, the the position is too important. And especially a guy who was drafted that high. It's too too important to not have him available.
0: Uh, let's move on to the Eagles. Uh, just as far as like an X's and O's thing, something uh, we kind of put together last week. Uh, I've begun to correlate the fact that the Cardinals team is ten times better than we thought it would be, and this Eagles team is not quite as good as we thought it would be defensively. Well,
1: also, the Colts are better than we thought they would be. Yeah, that's true as well. And yeah, you put all the the puzzle pieces together. Okay, wait a second. The Eagles coordinators from last year are now the head coaches. In, they were the they Cardinals and in Indianapolis. And, yeah, the Eagles seem to be struggling a little bit. It's like, well, okay, yeah, they don't have their two coordinators that they had last year. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I think the, the play calling is not as good as it was last year. And maybe that hasn't, like, it doesn't matter right now. They're 5-0. and Exactly. Nothing I, ta- you can't take anything away from yeah. this Eagles team.
1: I Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's I'm, I'm impressed right now. After sort of thinking about that more and considering that, it's more impressive that they're 5-0, and even if it's not as pretty as they would want it to be. I think they're going to continue to figure things out and keep getting better, um, and that's why I, I, you know, I I do think the Eagles are definitely in that top tier of you know, right, I mean right now it looks like yeah San Francisco them, and I, I think the Lions in in the NFC, um, but yeah they're you know they're obviously contenders. Yeah, the Patriots are bad. <laughs> Patriots are not contenders. The Patriots, on the <laughs> other hand,
0: very 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 bad. Saints didn't even play that good offensively. Derek Carr had 183 total yards, and they averaged less than three and a half yards per carry. But Mac Jones had three
1: turnovers. Turnovers. Yep, turnovers were kind of the story of this one, and it's it's. I mean, it's been the story of the season for this Patriots offense. They've been horrible, and the the defense, you know, yeah, looked wasn't wasn't terrible against the Saints, but you know, the Saints. We were able to work with some short fields and and scored in the red scored touchdowns in the red zone, which was kind of a surprise. Derek Carr is usually not as good in that department, but they got, they got things figured out. I I don't understand why they don't just bring in Taysom Hill. Like as soon as the Saints get inside the twenty yard line and the ten yard line, just bring in Taysom Hill, which they did. They did a little bit of that, but no, yeah, the Patriots are they look like one of the w- worst teams in the NFL right now. I I wouldn't be surprised if if Mac Jones gets benched. I think that's kind of the next step if this keeps up and I I don't know how much that's going to help I don't you know I don't think it's all on him obviously he's been bad he's he's thrown some really bad interceptions and and plays instead of just taking a sack or throwing the ball away he's you know kind of holding on to it too long and then I mean you know, like the Tyron Matthew interception he's like falling down and just throws the ball up yeah in that the was pretty bad
0: I remember the one last year where he we fell down and, was that him where he fell down and he threw it no that was Marcus Mariota that was the funniest play I've ever seen in my life. Where he falls down and after he's already down,
1: he <laughs> chucks the yeah. ball
0: up and throws an interception. <laughs> that yeah. was, so, was so funny.
1: No, the um it's bad. It's it's bad in New England. I don't know it's it's gonna be a strange off season. It is if, going to if, be if they keep this up and and are you know, finish the year out as as one of the worst teams, whether or not Belichick will stick around. We brought it up before. Yeah, we have. I don't know. I just it's it's hard for me to see Kraft putting up with a loser like this. If, yeah, if if this team this team is a loser, not making a big change. But again, obviously, you know, there's there's the respect aspect of it and and the respect for everything that he's accomplished there. So
0: uh I think that the team hurting worse than the NFL from our injuries is the Bengals. And I just believe that straight up. I think that as far as they're playing, they're not playing even like a top ten team in the NFL. And that Joe Burrow injury is absolutely crazy killing them right now I know that they won last game in kind of dominant fashion but they played against a team with not very much talent and they just depended
1: on their stars
0: which is what you can do against non-talented teams
1: yeah I you know the, the injuries are bad they haven't looked as good but I, I this week has got to be you got to look at it as a net positive for the Bengals you know what I mean they beat a team they're supposed to beat you've force-fed Jamar Chase the ball I think you know yeah 15 catches almost 200 yards three touchdowns and that's what they had to do. I mean, they. W- I feel like they had that mentality going into this game that was like, "We just cannot lose." Uh, by, there's no way we can lose this game. We have to win no matter what. Yeah, lean on our our best players. Is it a sustainable, you know, model to, you know, be one of the top teams in the AFC? Probably not. But it got them the win this week. Hopefully, Burrow can continue to get more healthy and they can get better. I mean, yeah, at least they won. <laughs> you know, they they're at they're at two and three. They stay in the hunt. So. So
0: today, Gabriel is wearing his Raiders shirt, which is the first time all season I've seen him wear it. I don't remember if you wore it after the first game. I didn't.
1: But today, he's wearing his Raiders shirt. The Raiders won this week, guys. They did. They did. I mean, if I'm being honest, it kind of looked like a game between two bad teams. But the big thing for me is that, for once, the Raiders won a game because of their defense. I can't remember the last time I saw the Raiders really win a game because of the defense, um, their, their offense didn't play well. I mean, they still have yet to p- score more than 20 points in a game this year. So yeah, they, they put up 17 force, three turnovers, including the last one, which was a huge play. Shout out to Meek Robertson, 58 cornerback going against, uh, the six, four Christian Watson and, and beat him on a jump ball there to close the game. But, uh, Mac, Max Crosby absolutely just made Jordan loves life miserable last night. I mean, he was all over the field they were sending everything at him. There was a play where yeah, they had two tight ends assigned to him. They were trying to set up a big shot play. Crosby still beat them both and, and was able to get pressure in his face. So, yeah, this – you know, Mac- Max Crosby is – I think he deserves to be mentioned in, in you know, the same breath as, as Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett. I think he's just as good and has just as much of an impact as those guys. He probably just doesn't get the recognition he should because he plays for the Raiders and as a whole the defensive unit is not good. But individually I he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Yeah, and when
0: he, I was naming edge rushers today, top five, all in one tier, it was Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Nick
1: Bosa, TJ Watt, and, Michael and Mike Parsons. Yeah,
0: and that's that's what it is to me. I yeah, I think, I, I,
1: th- I think it is those five, and then yeah, whatever, you know, the next group of guys starts. I don't know who's in that group. And I think I think out of head. those
0: five guys, I do believe that Max Crosby is last.
1: Well, you can believe that.
0: But maybe that is a good take. He's in that tier.
1: But what was they had a stat up last night? It was like most games with four or more pressures in the last three or four seasons, and Crosby has five more than the guy in second place. He is the most. I think it was twenty-three games. Well, the teams also,
0: I guess they don't pass against them a lot. I was he. To. They, yeah.
1: There's no reason because. You know, on other defense, like the 49ers defense, you can't just focus on Nick Bosa. They have good players all over that defense. There's other good players in the Cowboys defense. Same with the Steelers. There is nobody else that you have to worry about on the Raiders defense, especially the defensive line, than Max Crosby. I mean, you could assign three players to him every play and leave everybody else one-on-one and not even have to worry about the other guys. So I, I think it makes it even more impressive. But 49ers-Cowboys, uh, the
0: 49ers absolutely dominated the Cowboys. They look like the best team in football
1: so they're so good and i mean it's it's one thing to do it against like we said last week the bad teams that they've been beating up on like you know we know they're supposed to but the dallas defense was supposed to be one of the top in the nfl right i mean dallas was supposed to be there with the niners and the jets and and, you know whoever else Steelers maybe and they made this dallas defense look horrible they made them look like a jv team i mean it wasn't even a contest they just up and down the field whatever they wanted to do didn't run the ball with McCaffrey quite as well as they have, but he still was effective. Debo Samuel was involved in the running game and and Purdy was lights out. Probably the most impressed I've ever seen um him, most impressed I've ever been watching him play. He had a great game.
0: Yeah. I so I'm talking about Brock Purdy for a second. I've moved him into like my eleven to thirteen quarterback range. That's what tier he's in now. I think he moved up with like, you know, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, maybe. Um, I just think that this game really did it for me. You know, yeah. you can prove that all you want against, against bad teams. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we start saying, all right, Brock Purdy's actually good at football. Cause last year I was like, yeah, he's good at football for a seventh round pick, but is he really good at football? You know, yeah. they made his job really easy. This game. I mean, he looked good. He looked yeah. lights out. So. I mean,
1: that, that, first, the first touchdown pass to Kittle, you know, it was, it's not everything was perfect. You know, he's, he's got to break the pocket. He's on the run. He's making great throws on the run. He's making great throws with pressure in his face. Yeah this this was the game where yeah it was it wasn't just like the system was working great it was yeah the system was working well for the most part but even when things were breaking down he was creating and making plays that that were really impressive it wasn't just you know yeah like the routine easy stuff where he's hitting a guy in the flat and then that guy you know is getting all the yards after the catch he was making great plays too which is scary for the rest of the NFL
0: and i think that he's a top 5 quarterback for their system, which is something like I so the same thing I believe with like Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not the best quarterback in the league, but if I'm playing when he's playing in
1: Detroit, he is.
0: When <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's unstoppable at home. Anyway, sorry, keep going.
0: If I'm the 49ers, I'm much rather have Brock Purdy than Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah,
1: I, he, he doesn't fit the fit what they're trying to do yeah, at all.
0: And Lamar Jackson wouldn't have a perfect record as, But Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback. But for the 49ers, Brock Purdy is a top-five quarterback for them to have.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you put Brock Purdy on the Ravens, they probably wouldn't – I don't know. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. But
0: they wouldn't be as good as, as they are right now. So They C- wouldn't be certainly contenders.
1: Certainly not. Certainly not. No. I mean, you know, coordinators and, and head coaches tailor their offenses, the good ones at least, tailor their offenses to uh, their quarterback Shout strengths. Shout-out Matt Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Shout-out Josh McDaniels. Um, anyway, but yeah. Now the the Niners are the Niners are good and and I mean what do you what do you make of the Cowboys after this? I mean where I don't, I don't
0: know what to make. I out. don't it's not like they played I mean they played bad, but isn't it just the 49ers? Is it just the 49ers or is it the Cowboys? But it's got to be the 49ers. Like to me this game looked like this like, was I felt the like 49ers I was in a commercial winning. there
1: for a second.
0: <laughs> this was the 49ers. What is it? <laughs> to me this game was like this is the 49ers winning more than the Cowboys losing. I, mean, I still have it I still have the Dallas Cowboys as like my 7th 8th best team in the football. Yeah,
1: I mean obviously they're good. I mean we've we've seen them just dominate a number of teams this year. They they lost that game to the Cardinals which was strange and now we've yeah, we've seen them get blown out by blown out by what we all presume is the best team in the NFL. But I after this one it's it's hard for me to still have them as like I was talking earlier about contenders in the NFC. I just don't know if they're a contender in the if the, in the NFC. You know, can they, they just showed that, yeah, they can't, can't beat the 49ers right now, not playing the way they did, you know, on, on Sunday night. Um, I still like the Eagles more than them. I'm starting, I, I think as of right now, I think the Lions are a more complete team. They've looked better on offense and, and, and are getting better on defense. Um, I just don't know what the Cowboys, I mean, they've been, they've been very up and down, you know, through, through five weeks.
0: And in, in three weeks though, we'll be calling them dem boys again probably and then they'll, we'll they'll, be disappointed the next week. They'll
1: probably they'll probably blow out the next two teams they play. I mean, I, I don't know. It's 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 early. All of this is, you know, all of this is early and, and we know things are going to change, but if if they handed out a Super Bowl for for the first 5 weeks, the 49ers are are walking away with it hands down.
0: Also, we talked about 49ers making like offensive adjustments, offensive coordinators tailoring their offenses. Uh the 49ers offensive adjustments are some of the best in the league. I mean, they were able to call and execute the exact same play as the lions this week like they they basically the same play call nobody really saw it coming my point is is that the likely scenario is that they didn't practice it that much this week and they figured it out in the team hotel and they were able to run that play to perfection
1: you're saying they, they took a play they took a
0: play from the from the lions it was identical almost yeah. identical interesting wait like a the play t- that the lions ran a play th- the tight end to george the touchdown to george kittle the Lions did that to LaPorta earlier in the day. Earlier in the day. Earlier in the day. And
1: you're saying that you think, think they saw that. I think they
0: saw that and and literally... And put it in
1: the day of. Yep. You don't think it's just coincidence that they both put in the same play?
0: I mean, you can call it coincidence. You can say maybe they had a similar play, you know. In-
1: interesting.
0: 10, 11 months ago. I think may- <laughs> but I think that they picked up that play on the... More than likely, mostly on the fly.
1: Wow. You're giving, you're giving Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit. I am. I know that's a lot of and credit. I think, and I know, I mean, I'm a big fan of his, obviously, but I don't know, that may be a bit of a stretch.
0: Thanks for listening to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. We'll be back after this short break. Hello, and welcome back to Outside Source Football on 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. Uh, today, we're doing our top five coaches that we think should be on the hot seat so not the people that we think are going to get fired but the guys that we think should get fired the guys that we don't really like guys that their jobs should be at stake right now
1: yeah like well, i mean i kind of did a little bit of both guys that i thought realistically could get fired this year and also deserved it and but there's also some guys on my list that there's no way they're gonna get fired this year but yeah like you said i think they should do you're you gonna, want
0: me to do you want me to start yeah you're gonna start out because you have an honorable mention and i don't
1: oh okay so my honorable mention is sean payton Because if you just look at the job he's doing right now, I think he's maybe one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. LOL. Um, He did say that about Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos last year. And somehow he's doing even worse. So obviously they're not going to fire him. They just gave him a huge contract. He's going to get more than one season. But the Broncos, especially their offense, which is what he's supposed to be – well, actually, no, their defense is horrible too. But their offense is not good. That's what he's supposed to be good at. And (laughs) it seems like Sean Payton right now is just sort of blaming – the past regime, for the reasons that they still aren't good now, which I, th- I think is kind of lazy, because we've seen guys turn it around in one year now with less talented rosters than he has. So that's my honorable mention.
0: Give Give
1: Nathaniel Hackett another chance.
0: Poor guy had to deal with the Denver Does Broncos. He,
1: yeah, honestly, yeah. Who is at fault? Really? Yeah. Was it Nathaniel Hackett's fault? There's no way. There's I, no way. I'm, I'm starting. To, it. I'm starting to think it was
0: Russ and everybody else. Also, Drew Brees, greatest quarterback of all time second greatest quarterback of all time. Well, we talked about this. Cuz he won a Super Bowl with Sean Payton. Yeah.
1: <laughs> how could how did he do it? How did he do it? How did he do it? It
0: has to be the greatest second greatest quarterback
1: of all time. Well, like we said last week, <laughs> these, been these these, these four head Super these Bowers. head these legacy head coaches with their legacies tied up in generational quarterbacks, you know, let's let's pump the brakes. How great are these guys really? I mean, I think a lot of head coaches would have been really good with Drew Brees or Tom Brady, Tom Brady
0: or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers Although, nobody really looks at Mike McCarthy and thinks generational. Anyways, going on to my number five, I have Kevin Stefanski. Um, Ooh, spicy. I think with how talented this Browns team is, the fact that I think that it's been proven that QBs cannot perform in this system, I think they need to move on to a friendlier system for their new quarterback and for their possibly rookie quarterback, depending on what they do in the future. I think Watson's their guy for another couple of years at least, but... Whatever they do in the future, I need. To, I think they need to move on to a system that's friendlier for their quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, Stefanski bought himself a ton of leeway with his first season, right? Because he make he goes to the playoffs and he beats the Steelers in the playoffs, and so he like immediately becomes a hero for the Browns fans. And then year two, everybody blames Baker. Yeah, and then yeah, okay, it's all Baker's fault. Last year is weird because it's like, oh, we have our quarterback, but he's suspended the first twelve games. And so now, you know, we've gotten we've seen what they can be with Deshaun Watson or we've seen a little bit of what they can be with Deshaun Watson. And yeah, I'm I'm I I agree that yeah, the Stefanski, you know, the whole Stefanski thing, he's he's definitely losing favor. He's he's running yeah. out of time here. And if the Browns continue to struggle this year, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from him after this season. My number 5 um is a guy who's coaching a team who's actually two and two right now. Come they just had a bye week, but Evan I'm sure is gonna like this his argument is gonna be that he's not high enough on my list but Brandon Staley I think that's true Brandon Staley um if you know he just continues to get bailed out by Justin Herbert it seems you know he's made a lot of questionable decisions in his time as a coach you know game management mostly game management issues play call I mean he's he's he calls a defense but yeah if the I think if the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year, I mean, that's pretty much the threshold. If they don't make the playoffs, or even if they do make the playoffs and they're out in the first round like they were last year, there's a good chance Staley is gone um, after the season.
0: And my number four, I have Matt Eberflus. I mean, the Bears are just not that good. And especially, I, I do too. That's, I, that's also my number four. Especially if they decide to move on from Justin Fields. I think the new system that we found out is working is you bring in a new head coach and you bring in a new quarterback at the same time, and that's worked out really well for a lot of teams, and I don't see why the Bears shouldn't try that. So I think Matt Aprilflus should be on the hot seat, especially if they have another top five pick.
1: Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I just I can't give up on these Bears yet. You know, they put they had they played a really, really decent game against the Broncos. Should have won that game. You know, you know Justin Fields played well, um, and then Fields played incredible against the Commanders. And I know it's just two games. I'm not ready to give up on him, but if if they do, you know, keep losing, is it, even especially if they keep losing in fields plays well, I, I think Ibraflus will definitely be gone. Yeah,
0: they brought in so many players this offseason, too. Like, they thought they were going to be good, and now it's
1: just... Well, they thought they were, yeah, at least going to be competitive, which I'm not giving up on them yet. I, I I think there's a chance they could turn things around there. I think they beat the Commanders. I think... I saw... Some potential. Maybe it was just the commanders. Maybe it was just the passing of Bears legend Dick Butkus that was motivating them to play well. That was good motivation Sh- shout, for them. shout out Dick Motivate. Butkus, one of the greatest of all time. Rest in peace. Number three, um,
0: speaking of the devil for me, I have Ron Rivera. Exactly. He's also on the field that night. Also on the <laughs> also field also that night. Also has
1: ties to the Chicago Bears. Yeah.
0: Well, they brought in Biennemi, and this is the one that I think that he will get fired. They brought in Biennemi to make him the head coach. I, I truly totally, really?
1: really believe that they brought him yeah, the enemy to make him the future head coach. That's not a bad. That's not a bad take.
0: If Rivera isn't leading this team to a good season, I think he needs to have either a winning season or to make the playoffs. So either if they're nine and eight and they don't make it, or if they do make it, even at like eight and nine, which they won't do, not in the NFC. He that's what that's the threshold for him to keep the job. Talk about threshold with daily. I think he's a very similar threshold.
1: Yeah, Rivera is also my number three and you know Ron Rivera is one of those guys who's had a lot, you know, a couple of seasons where he's really good, really successful in the NFL, but other than that it's it's a lot of middle of the road, you know, 7 7 and 9 8 and 8 back in a 16 game schedule year. But, you know, just sort of teetering around 500, just being okay. And yeah, them losing to the Bears this week, I that this past week was bad. That was that was not good and and they looked they looked pretty bad. They looked really bad on defense, which I mean, yeah, with with Rivera and Jack Del Rio there, you would you would think they'd have the defense in order, but yeah, he's 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 definitely on the hot seat, I think. And number two, I have Josh McDaniels. God, we are just, God, do we, I wonder if our number one is the same too? I don't think it is. I don't think but, it is because you oh, already well that, oh, you already said my number. That's right. I already said your number. Your number one. Yeah.
0: I mean, you've been bad as the Raiders, and you have some very talented players, and you just can't seem to get those talented players, and make them create wins. Yeah, That's just what coaching is. Make your talented players create wins. He didn't succeed the first time he was head coaching. He's already been flared once. And they had they gave him a chance. Sure, give the guy a second chance, whatever. But now that he hasn't succeeded, now, now he's done.
1: Yeah, I, I think at this point we know who Josh McDaniels is. I at least have kind of made up my mind I know who he is. And, you know, any success he's had – in the NFL is tied to Tom Brady, you know? It's like, yeah, oh, oh, he's has six Super Bowls or whatever as an offensive coordinator. It's like, okay, that was with Tom Brady. What has he done without him? I know, you know, the the first season, Mac Jones's rookie year was good, but, like, that's it. That's all you have. And, you know, right now you look at the NFL, two worst offenses are the Patriots' offense, who are still running a very, you know, a similar system to what they did when McDaniels was there. And the Raiders offense has yet to score more than twenty points in a game this season. Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing more has thrown seven interceptions in four games played. That's the most in his career. He's never thrown interceptions at yeah, that high of a clip. And the running game got worse. You know, you, you get rid of Derek Carr to bring in Garoppolo. I think, you know, most people kind of saw that as as a lateral move, maybe a downgrade. But yeah, if in, you know, they won they won last night. Hooray. I, I still don't think the Raiders are very good. And I, I think Yeah, especially now that yeah, the defense is looking better, but the offense looks worse, which is what yeah, McDaniels is supposed to be, you know, an offensive guru. I and the thing is I don't think he will get fired. I don't think he's gonna get fired. Even if they're if okay, four, maybe maybe if, if they like 13. if they lose out, maybe he'll get fired at the end of the year. I definitely don't see him getting fired during the season because Mark Davis is really invested in him and Dave Ziegler. He really wants this to work. He wants to give them, you know, as much leeway as he possibly can. He doesn't just want, you know, the kind of franchises, the kind of franchise where, yeah, just a new head coach and a bunch of turnover and a bunch of change every year. He wants to try to make it work with this, you know, with this regime. But I, I as a fan, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in him. At number
0: one, I personally have Brandon Staley for many reasons calling for sure the defense hasn't been that good statistically uh since he's had aaron donald and that's what he's supposed to be defensive guy aaron donald yeah he was not uh, because he coached the rams oh he had aaron oh, donald I see what they were, I see what it was saying. a really good system when you yeah. have aaron donald in the middle yeah exactly but if you don't have an aaron donald guy and they have cleo mac and joey bosa yeah but without aaron donald his system doesn't work i think that's what's been proven but more so than anything the decision making is is horrible. Yeah. The the, decision,
1: game, the, the game management decisions are just puzzling. It, it
0: doesn't make any sense. And it's like if you can't do this in live games, it's not something that you can just learn. I mean, at this point in his career, I mean.
1: And even when it seems now it's it's the point where even when he makes, you know, like the right decision analytically, like the kind of decisions that Nick Sirianni will make and they pay off for the Eagles, Brandon Staley makes those decisions and they just always seem to backfire. It's like yeah, we're gonna go out on fourth down. We're gonna be aggressive instead of kicking a field goal, and they don't get it. You know, when it or it ends up costing them games. I'm
0: um, I'm more talking about though the ones that it's like, maybe if you look at the analytics, it looks better, but going forward on fourth and two, when you're up by three points and their offense hasn't looked good on your own forty yard line, when you could punt the ball and make the other team drive the length of the field with yeah. the with a quarterback who's uh, yeah. a third string until this week.
1: Yes. I mean, yeah, God, Lee, would you say it that way? It's like, yeah, the Vikings and the Raiders both could have easily beat them. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, yeah. And at the same time, with better decisions from the head coach, the Vikings and the Raiders should have had no chance of yeah, beating 100%. them. Yeah, 100%. Like they were able but, to hang around in those games that they shouldn't even have been in. I still think the Chargers are, are top six in well, they're, talent. And they're in the, super in talented. The yeah. And I, I think Herbert is, yeah, talent wise, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And who's your number one? My number one. Just, I mean, just purely based on this year, I definitely don't think it's going to happen. But it's got to be Belichick, and not just Belichick the head coach, but also Bill Belichick the GM, because you know we're a number of years removed now from the Tom Brady era for the Patriots, and they've just they've just gotten worse, and it looks really bad right now. They've been yeah blown out, outscored seventy-two to three, I think, the past two weeks. So. It's rough. It's rough. But if there was a week to get back on track, the Patriots play the Raiders this week, and that should be interesting. <laughs> two, <laughs> That's two, a good one. two two struggling teams, two head coaches we really don't like, who are super familiar with each other. Spent probably close to 20 years um, collectively coaching together, so they both know each other's tendencies really well. So it should should be a really interesting game. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, just based on this year and the past, you know, I guess two seasons. Bill Belichick would not, um, he would definitely be feeling the pressure yeah. if he wasn't Bill Belichick. The only
0: thing that I give to Bill Belichick that none of the guys on my list have that I care a little bit more about is that Bill Belichick is still, even in after everything he's been through, he's still being innovative. That kick block thing where they had the guy run in and try to time up with the snap. Like, yeah. at least he's trying stuff. These other guys, it's just like, I'm already giving
1: well, up. Well, it's like, like I said, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that Bill Belichick is not a great head coach. He is a great head coach. But do you think but they need to move on? I think it's time for him to go, and it's time for them, yeah, to try something new.
0: Up next, we've got our Week 6 game predictions, which we've been pretty good at. Last week was rough on at least the 1 o'clock slate, but at 4.30 and going on, we were, we've been pretty really good.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, when the Bears win and the Bills lose right off the bat, those those, yeah, two, that hurts. those two were tough. But
0: On Thursday Night Football, they have Broncos at Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning this one. Amazon to two NFL because Thursday night football is horrible.
1: Yeah, I got I got the Chiefs too. Thursday is rough.
0: In London, Titans at Ravens. Uh I have the Ravens winning this one. They're an inconsistent team, but I think that they win this one.
1: I like the Ravens too. Yeah.
0: Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Not Dolph- close. Dolphins too. Not close. Well, let's see. Are we going to disagree on any of these? Saints at Texans. I have the Texans winning this one. Saints been struggling to pass the ball. Uh, I think Stroud will have his first tone over here, but I think that the Texans will be able
1: to overcome it. Mm, okay, I'll go Saints. Yeah, give me the Saints defense. They're tough. And yeah, Stroud's still a rookie.
0: Up next we got Commanders at Falcons. I have the Commanders winning this
1: one. Kinda, you know. Okay. Here a, we go. Making, a, right. statement, right, here making we go. a statement. Right, Make a statement here. Not, this, nothing's getting interesting. To me, give me the Falcons a hundred percent. To me, this this game. this game is a coin flip. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I don't even know if it's a coin flip. I really like the Falcons. I think it's a is coin it flip. Is it in It's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Yeah, Falcons are good. They're are, are better at home than they are on the road. Up next, we got
0: Colts at Jags. Uh, this is my upset of the week. Give me the Colts. The Jags, the, Jags the are going to fall apart back the Gardner in America. The Gardner-Minshew revenge game? Gardner-Minshew I, revenge game. I
1: like that. Give me the Jags.
0: Seahawks at Bengals. Uh, the Bengals have been struggling. Give me the Seahawks very confidently in this
1: one. It's in Cincy? It's in Cincy. Ooh. This is going to be the first statement win. For the Bengals this year, you think so? You think this is the turnaround. The la- right here? Last week, you know, they get a win against the team they're supposed to. This is the turn it around game. Bengals win this one. I just think that Seahawks secondary is too good. Yeah, probably, but we got to disagree. We, we, we've been we've been too too, too much agree. in agreement. Yeah, the the fans are calling us out on Instagram.
0: It's, That's true. It's lazy. The, fa- the fan the
1: f- the fan is calling us out on Instagram. Vikings shout out Jack Robinson.
0: <laughs> Vikings at Bears. Uh, the Bears had a good game, but Vikings win this one right here. Even without Justin Jefferson, I think they tear up on the on the Bears
1: because oh, I disagree. And now now they're gonna think it's a shtick that I'm just like picking against you. But without Justin Jefferson, give me give me the Bears. I think the Bears are they're gonna build some momentum here. They just need to get rid of Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is what was holding this team back. He's a he's not a good player to have on your team. The Dolphins are too good. They, you know they can overcome it. The Bears couldn't. But, yeah, the Bears are going to go on a roll now. You
0: think all their losses are
1: from Chase Claypool? It's all his fault. They were... No, they were bad before he got there. But they were even worse after at, he that's joined. That's true. Man, they, got, they got even worse. They never worse. won a game with Chase Claypool, Never actually. won a game.
0: Never. Up next, we got 49ers at Browns. And Give me the 49ers. Best team in football right now. Niners, for sure. Yeah. Up next, we got Patriots at Raiders. Give me the Raiders in this one.
1: Oh, my gosh. First time I've picked the Raiders oh all year. Evan's picking the Raiders. Wow. Patriots.
0: I think one of the worst teams in football right now. So,
1: Yeah, the Raiders will probably find a way to lose this, but I'm still going to pick them because uh, it's just what I do. It's just what you do. It's what I do. Uh, Just a quote on that
0: 49ers-Browns game. Uh, This is from Jack Robinson. The 49ers are garbage, and my Browns are sick, so he thinks the Browns are going to win. That's our guest pick for the week. He just has one pick.
1: Good old Cleveland boy. He's he's loyal. He's loyal. I'll give him that. Almost, Almost as loyal as me. Up next, give me Lions at Bucks. Lions win. Yeah. I, I like the Lions there. Okay.
0: Cardinals at Rams. I got the Rams winning this one, especially at home. I like the Rams too. Eagles at
1: Jets. Eagles offense will overpower this Jets. Give me the Eagles. I think that one will be close, but I yeah, I still like the Eagles. Giants at Bills. Wait, can I can I say one more thing about that? Yeah. That Eagles defensive line, they're they're really gonna get after Zach Wilson. Jalen Carter and those guys, they are gonna get after Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, Wilson. they definitely that's will. gonna be tough. Giants at
0: Bills. Give me the Bills in this one. Giants look horrible.
1: Gotta yeah, gotta be the Bills. The the Giants are they're about to set the record for most sacks given up in a season, I think. So
0: now yeah. this one, really, really good one on Monday night football. Cowboys at Chargers. Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys in
1: this one. I like the Cowboys too. But this game could be really the, good. The roller coaster Cowboys will have a I think they'll bounce back. Could be a high scoring game. Should be exciting.
0: Up next we got our fantasy football start sits for week six. For my start at quarterback, I have Kirk Cousins versus Chicago. Even without Justin Jefferson, I think because he plays the Bears this week, he's going to go off.
1: My start is Trevor Lawrence against the Colts. I liked what I saw from him last week, and I think he's going to keep it going against Indianapolis. My running back start is Karen Williams versus Arizona. Perfect situation
0: for them to be up in, and he actually they rely on the run this week.
1: Yeah, I have Raheem Mostert, Dolphins running back against the Panthers. Uh chan is probably out. Jeff Wilson might be coming back this week, but they're playing the Panthers, probably going to have a lead in that game, and probably going to be leading on the running running game through most of the second half.
0: At wide receiver, I have Josh Palmer
1: versus Dallas. He'll be playing against Dallas' cornerback two, which is their weak point. I have Adam Thielen for the opposite reasons that I chose Mostert. The Panthers are going to be down against the Dolphins, and he's probably going to get some garbage points, same way he did last week. I have Hunter Henry
0: versus Vegas. Uh, He didn't get a lot of points last week against a good Saints defense, but I think he'll have a bounce-back week this week against the Raiders.
1: That's a terrible pick. I have Logan Thomas against the Falcons. He was a big part of the commander's offense, and the Falcons have given up a lot of points to tight ends. I have young Hoku versus Washington at home in a dome against the team that has allowed the most
0: points to kickers this year.
1: Interesting. I have my boy Danny Carlson, Raiders kicker against the Patriots. I think the Raiders may be able to drive the ball a little bit, but Belichick will most definitely force them to stall in the red zone, and they should be settling for field goals. On defense, I have Kansas City versus Denver. This Denver offense has struggled against a good
0: Kansas City defense. They'll get some turnovers.
1: And I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I like the Raiders' defense against the Patriots. I never thought I would say I like the Raiders' defense, but this Patriots' offense is that bad.
0: At sits at quarterback, I have Geno Smith versus Cincinnati. He's a little banged up and now plays Cincinnati defense, which can rush the passer. I don't like him this week.
1: I don't like C.J. Stroud against New Orleans. New Orleans got a lot of veterans on that defense, um, and I think, like you said, they probably may force C.J. Stroud into his first turnovers this year. At running
0: back, I have Rashad White versus Detroit. Detroit defense has looked really, really good, and I don't think they'll have a lot of running for him because I think they'll be down too.
1: Yep. Uh, My sit is Brian Robinson Jr. against the Falcons. Falcons' defense is really stout against the run. And Robinson, I don't know. It seems like his role is diminishing in this commander's offense.
0: At wide receiver, I have Debo Samuel versus Cleveland. I think this is just not a good matchup for him. I think it's perfect for what Debo is good at against him.
1: Interesting. Two big names. I have Devontae Smith against the Jets. Devontae Smith is kind of struggling to find a role in this offense. A.J. Brown has really taken over. And the Jets' defense is really strong against the pass.
0: At tight end, I have Dalton
1: Schultz versus the Saints. He's touchdown dependent and due for a bad week against a good Saints defense. I have Rams tight end Tyler Higby. He's same thing, sort of fading in this offense. And Cooper Cup and Puka seem to really be dominating the target share. At kicker, I have Chad Ryland versus Las Vegas. I don't even. I don't really know if people are actually
0: starting this guy, but he's a Patriots kicker, and a lot of people like Patriots kickers because they kick the ball a lot. Uh, people get excited when you see they're playing against the Raiders, too. But I think this Raiders defense will be okay this week.
1: <laughs> Interesting. I have Broncos kicker Will Lutz against the Chiefs. I think the Broncos are really going to get beat down in this game. And as per usual, I, I teams know that they can't settle for field goals against Kansas City.
0: For my sit, I have Atlanta versus Washington. Unlike most weeks, I didn't pick a great defense. I picked a defense that's projected really high this week because I just don't think that they have the playmakers to get after Sam Howell like other teams
1: have. Yeah, Atlanta's a good defense. and not a good fantasy defense, though. They don't they don't give up a lot of points, but they don't create a lot of turnovers yeah. and, and sacks. So, yeah, I, I like that pick. My sit is the Browns. They've been really solid on defense this year, but they're playing the best team in the NFL in the 49ers. I just yeah. don't think there's any way you can play them this week.
0: Yeah, same thing with Dallas last week. That's a really risky line
1: Thank you for listening to Outside Source Football on 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. Please go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OSFB underscore pod. Thank you and have a great day.